2: Let's Face
3: It. Happy Sunday, everyone. It's Sunday, May the 17th. Um, Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. And we have our host today. I'm Janae Kay. I'm Nathan Whitfield. And
2: Alicia Brown.
3: And we have a guest with us this evening. We have Dr. Lori is back with us. How are you doing, Dr.
4: Lori? I am doing just fine. Very happy to be back.
3: We are so happy to have you. We are really happy to yeah. have you on the show. So how was everybody's weekend?
0: Oh, I <laughs>
3: I bet you well, none I, of your weekends I, I, was I'll- as fabulous as mine.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, yes.
3: You know, I, I, I graduated. I graduated this past weekend, and um, I mean, did. it was wonderful. My family came down, and it was really good. Yeah, I, you would have thought I had my Ph.D. I just got my associates, but, you know, you got to take, take one step first. So I got so my associates Family. That was mm-hmm. an accomplishment,
2: so it wasn't a gist.
3: That wasn't an accomplishment. <laughs> you're right, because it took me a while. You're right, you're right, and,
2: uh, mm-hmm. It was a
3: wonderful feeling to be there because it was something that I, I started to do, and then, of course, I went into the industry I'm in now, but I've always felt like it was something that I failed at, so I went back, um, got that degree. I'm enrolled now. I start school, working on my bachelor's in August. Um, it was okay. just really a sense of accomplishment that I went back, and I got out. I was um, graduated with honors and in the honor society, so um, mm-hmm. that was an extra special benefit. So it was a good weekend. My family threw me a surprise <laughs> party. Surprise quote fingers. I knew about it, but it was a uh, a nice surprise party. And wow. Alicia and Janae came out. It was wonderful to see you there. I really thank you for the support and coming out. I really appreciate
2: it. Oh, we were just honored to be there. Awesome.
3: Thank you. Thank you. What, so, anything happened? I know, um, Alicia, you went to an event tonight, right?
2: Yeah, I've had events all. Weekend, I left your graduation. Yeah. I didn't right. get a chance to celebrate and do the party and all of that, but I did get to have the graduation, but again, part of my platform um I was going to a to be the keynote speaker for a young ladies' etiquette tea, and they were mm-hmm. age seven to seventeen um thirty plus girls and it's just wonderful to have that opportunity to. Pay it for it, give back to our children, and encourage and inspire mm-hmm. them that whatever their dreams are, whatever their goals are, they can accomplish it. And you know, that whole saying about it takes a village to raise a child, it really does. It really, uh, does. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does. So if we can share some of our experiences, but just encourage our youth because they go through so, so much, so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a
2: job? Yeah. Okay,
4: Anybody well, else I can do anything jump, exciting? I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can jump in. T- today, I I actually had my Mother's Day celebration today. My mm. son and my daughter are here. As a matter of fact, they're in the other room. I hope you can't hear them. <laughs> they, <you> know, we, <laughs> um, we cooked out. My daughter loves to grill, loves to grill and loves grilled food. Okay. And so mm. we, had, we, we had a cookout with lots of good food and my slash big sisters here and um you know just a nice uh comfortable family time we have had this afternoon. All so right. I have I have taken a break. They're still out there watching movies and eating stuff and, and having a good time and I'm in here having a good time with everybody here.
0: Oh right. Right.
3: we're like again we're so happy to have you here. So, that was, yes, that was awesome. so Alicia we have a fabulous show tonight. Um, of
2: course we do <laughs>
3: yeah, yes, might
2: yes. Sound like We've been
3: working a, on it for quite a while Yeah.
2: Yes, yes And you know, it might sound like an oxymoron But tonight's show is entitled A Beautiful Divorce And it's reported hmm. that in the U.S. There are 100 divorces every hour And we know the complexities And the pain that's involved in divorce So we actually hmm. have two experts Who are going to join us tonight And they're going to discuss how you can transform one of the most painful moments of your life into a beautiful experience for you and your family. And we're also going to discuss how you can emotionally and financially prepare yourself for divorce because we know there are some experiences where it's an abusive situation and you really need to leave and you might not have adequate time to prepare. So we're trying to have you equipped on all sides. But, you know, Will, the facts are alarming and outrageous for some of the downright ridiculous names when it comes to divorce. And I know you want to share that with us.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, in in reviewing and researching, I was just, I got, I guess, fascinated by the different prenup (laughs) prenup agreements that people were having. (laughs) But I also found some (laughs) interesting facts, like, a third of all divorce filings in 2011 in the U.S. alone contained the word Facebook. Huh? So a lot of people are getting busted on Facebook. I don't understand Uh-oh. that part. Um, no really? U.S. president has has been elected. No U.S. president has been elected after being divorced, except for Ronald Reagan. Did not know that. I know and divorce is, is right? illegal in the Philippines. And 75% of people who marry partners from an affair eventually divorce.
2: Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> I, I, yeah,
3: that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> not a huge surprise. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: And, and then Einstein's Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize went to his ex wife as a divorce settlement. That was just out of right. I know that was out of spite. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Which his, brings his uh, bring me to. I, I,
3: Right, I
4: think exactly, exactly. It, it
3: was just funny that went, mm-hmm. <laughs> what
4: the
3: world? Which, which brings me to, you know, you know I'm a Beyonce fan. So I was just looking to see if she had a divorce fan, because I know she's a very business-savvy young lady, and of course she does. So um, Beyonce she has a, is a business mogul, uh, a prenup agreement with I thought Jay-Z. thought
2: that's what you said.
3: Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I go through the the net worth, and I think she's worth four fifty, and I think he's worth over five hundred million. Um, yeah. So I guess they, they want to protect. So this is what hers is. I, I couldn't find his, but it says that. Um, let's see. The Carters' prenup orders are Jay Z to pay Beyonce ten million dollars if the marriage ends before two years, which they've already passed. Five million for every baby she pops out of the oven and $1 Ooh. million a year for each further year she remains in the marriage up to 15 years. Oh, now, Lord. that's an investment. That's an investment. That's, now, that's really, it, it's cheaper to keep on. No, wow. that's
0: not. That's so, so not. My question, my
3: question to you is, <laughs> I want to ask each of you, now, i like your feedback, would you sign a prenuptial agreement?
5: Hmm. That's a rough one. <laughs>
4: It It is. It is a rough one. Um, let, me, let me just kind of jump in. I think that um, I understand why people who have money and property and, you know, intellectual property and stuff like that, like people like Beyonce and Jay-Z would feel a need for a prenup. Um, it, you know, I, I, I guess I should say once I'm rich and famous, I probably would. <laughs> I know that's right. I probably would. Wouldn't yeah, feel like that, but I, but I could see people signing a prenup that had to do with, say, child custody, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. To say, I don't know, if you inherited your parents' house and you you guys lived in the parents' house, you know, things Thanks. like that, um, just to be on the safe side, or what happens to your children if something happens to one of you. But if you're just regular, everyday folks, I'm not that sure a prenup is all that necessary. And, of course, it's it's kind of, you know, I'm a believer in the law of attraction, and I would feel really weird mm-hmm. preparing for a divorce before I ever got married.
5: Wow. You see, that's, and that's what well, that's
3: from the I was reading. Yeah, yeah. In, my, in my research, a lot of people were saying that a lot of people look at it that way, that you're preparing for divorce. But it's mm-hmm. really preparing for the marriage because it just lets you know, what what will happen because sometimes you'll you know, divorces or marriages end up nasty. Um so throughout it'll, it'll let you know upfront, this is what's gonna happen just in case that happens. But um mm-hmm. I personally I would I would I'm get someone to sign it. I wouldn't sign it. I signed Daffy Duck to it, but I'll get somebody else to sign it.
0: <laughs> Did you just say that?
3: Sure. i, I signed sign somebody's name, but it wouldn't be mine. <laughs> yeah, but i make sure I, get, I make sure I get their signature. You know like, what? I know
4: what? I, you, know, I, you know, Daffy Duck probably
3: worth quite a bit of money, to be honest with you. <laughs>
4: oh, well. Oh, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> if you sign Daffy Duck, you know, you might owe somebody a whole
3: lot of money. Well, oh, right. you, You're probably right. You're well, right. Well, you,
2: right. you know, if I can interject, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how I feel about it. You can argue either way for a prenup or not. Certain cases, you know, it goes without saying. You would probably think, yeah, they should have a prenup. But my biggest issue is even though marriage has a business side to it, you're treating this like a regular old contract or a regular old arrangement. And I think people nowadays spend so much time preparing for everything except for the marriage Mm -hmm. itself. You know, if if you give equal or more time into the substance of this person, the vision you have together in the future, and even individually what you bring to the table, what you bring to that relationship, you know, if people spent more time on that versus all the wedding details, the prenup details and everything else, Mm -hmm. I think we probably would see less divorce. And then not Mm -hmm. to mention, this is the other caveat that gets me, you know, depending on what state you marry in, there are laws to protect your interests. And sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on the lawyer you get and the research you do, you may have something in your prenup agreement that gives you the lesser end than what the state law already provides for. And in mm-hmm. that case, the lawyer has to enforce what you have in that prenup, even though state mm-hmm. law may have given you advantage. So mm-hmm. that's my that's only true. thing. That's
0: mm-hmm. That's true. That's true.
2: Well, I would just say that mm-hmm. I, I agree with
5: uh, Dr. Lori and Alicia, but I really like that point you made, Dr. Lori, about the law of attraction and how you kind of preparing for the end in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm more of those like real sappy, hopeless romantic types. So oh, I just, <laughs> so I just hate to have the, you know, that because that does kind of go into the same thing of preparing for the end in the beginning. So. That's just not something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? After, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm.
4: listening to what Alicia said, it made me think, you know, we, we all go straight to divorce when we hear the word prenup.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but
4: prenup really is a prenuptial agreement. It doesn't necessarily have to do with divorce. It could have to do yeah. with what Alicia was just talking about is we agree before we marry to work on uh-huh. being married. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But, right. Yeah. you know what? Yeah something you agree to today, 10, 15, 25 years from now, I, I may not think it's still fair and equitable.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You
2: know, and we and might then not be at this like point saying, at that time we can renegotiate.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And then also, like you were saying, someone was, made the comment, you know, today we could be broke. Later on down the road, somebody could make, it, make a lot of money, and then you stuck with what you agreed to. That uh-huh. when y'all were broke. Uh-huh. So you could, yeah. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay, I changed my mind. I'd like to withdraw my statement, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Let you up, you're going to withdraw? <laughs>
3: I'm going to no. withdraw my statement, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. But, Dr. Laura, you also told me something very interesting. You found a website. Tell us about that.
4: Well, it, it, it's very interesting. The website is called Divorce Resort, uh-huh. and and hmm. what it is, the company appears to be out of Austin, Texas. Um, but basically, what it is is two people who are who are going to be divorced go away for a three day weekend. Now they don't uh-huh. have to go to Texas. Apparently, they can go, you know, to you know any number of places, and they go away like like to a, a resort you know, to a, place, uh-huh. a vacation place. They are there for three days with a mediator, with what mm-hmm. it appears to be an attorney who acts as a mediator. And mm-hmm. you spend those three days concentrating on your divorce. And when I first heard about it, um, I heard about it word of mouth, and I thought, well, do they, like, go stay in the same room? I mean, it sounds like a honeymoon. <laughs> 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 but that's not, that's not what it is. You go um, and you stay in separate suites. The mediator moves between you, and depending on the situation, you may not have to see or talk to the person that you're divorcing, you know, depending on what the situation is. For the first two days, the attorney acts as a mediator, and basically what, what that means is they mediate between, they go back and forth between, okay, I want this, well, I want that. Well, do you want that? And they go back and forth, and all the decisions are made by the, the two people, the people who are getting divorced. After those first two days, they try to, to work out everything they can work out in mediation and negotiation. The mediator then becomes an arbitrator, and the arbitrator um, is able to actually act as a judge. And the decisions that are made at that point are legal and binding when these three people hmm. leave every day weekend they have all the paperwork all the stuff they sign the papers they are divorced
1: so not yeah. Lord. uh huh so let me just get this so basically <laughs> i put you on a plane <laughs> mm-hmm. and i fly you to an undisclosed location Mm-hmm. And, and we have a mediator, just in case I kill you while your family is around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, father. Okay.
2: I like that trip. I like that <laughs> trip. Thank you for that. Oh, thing. My God. See, Yeah. See, that's exactly
4: mm-hmm. what we're trying to prevent. You know, and, and yeah, you know yeah. what, what they talk about, what they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, when you go to the website, and it's called net. When you go to mm-hmm. the website, there's a video, okay. and they talk about it. And basically what they say is, you know, when you're going through a divorce, divorces can, divorces can get very emotional. They can get very sticky. They can get very messy. But and while wow. all of that is going on, you still have your regular life. You still have to take your kids to school. You still have to go to your job. You still have to wash your dishes. You still, you know you still have to do all right. these regular things. And so stuff gets, stuff gets dragged out and um, you know takes a long time and a lot of money because you're mm-hmm. so much back and forth. And what they are what they are offering is three days where that's all you concentrate on. You work on that divorce Mm -hmm. those three days. And um, with the help of a professional mediator um, are able to Mm -hmm. work out all those differences, all those little petty things that people can can go through. Um, And -hmm. when you finish, you are divorced, as opposed to taking a year fighting back and forth and in and out of court and that sort of thing. And you are able to do it in a place where and you're able to do it in a place where you you may, if you choose, to go to some place where you can go get spa treatment after you finish your mediation for the day, or you can, um, you know, go swimming or or hiking or something like that. Um, you know, all mm. the better. You're supposed to come back less stressed than you would in the regular process. Yeah. So. Um, oh, wow. So. so so, so, tell me, okay, you know, Will is reacting like crazy. I would love to hear what everybody thinks about. Ah,
0: Jesus!
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't see the purpose. Uh, I mean, I could do. I, I definitely don't want to fly the work with you if I'm trying to leave you. Uh, like I said, somebody <laughs> might you know, but, I, don't you I wonder. I wonder how together. many people get back to. Oh, okay. I thought you had to be together. No, we can do that here. No, no you Come don't have to get. You whatever. don't have
4: to. You don't have to go together. You just arrive at the same place. You don't have to be on the same plane. You don't have to stay in the same room, and you don't have to see each other, you know, unless there's some, some kind of complication that makes that necessary. But you don't have to see each other. You could be in building D, and I could be in building A,
3: and I guess to there to get as as the media, you know, As long as I know you're in building A. A, I don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what, though? I'm good. He's, he's saying it comically, but it, it <laughs> sort of proves the point. You know, all of these things are saying that we're rational. And we want a resolution, mm-hmm. but a lot of mm-hmm. times in divorce, you're you know if one person is rational, the other person's crazy. I don't want this, and did so this whole thing about going to mediation um, mm-hmm. yeah no, because you mm-hmm. know I just feel like you know if you had two rational, sound people that just say, "Hey, you know it's not working, we're leaving. Let's try to make this as painless as possible fine. but it always thought out right.
1: that way. I think it always right. starts out that way. When they first start out, that's their intent to go in, you know, being adults about it. that we going to be rational with it. But then no, you start not. getting hurt during the process and then that's when everybody gets upset. And that's when you mm-hmm. need a mediator. And some people mm-hmm. need Jesus.
3: Right. <laughs> 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 and
0: I think that's the reason
4: I think that's the reason for the third day. That the mediator becomes an arbitrator. In other words, the mediator says, "Okay, this is as close to the middle as you're going to get," and this exactly. is what my suggestion um. is. Right, right. I think that's what happened.
5: Uh, okay. okay, a vacation out a deal and get the divorce done in three days. And <laughs> no, that sounds good. Because <laughs> you good.
1: may go somewhere. And, you may go somewhere and meet your new boo. <laughs> you know
2: what? On that beautiful note. We're going to take a quick commercial break <laughs> But okay. I want to remind you that the phone lines are open So you can, if mm-hmm. you're listening via uh, the website You can call us in at one seven one three nine five five zero seven nine three 955 793 And press 1 to be live on the air And when we return, we will be joined by special guest Sandrine Hine Who discusses a beautiful divorce You're listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends Hello those of you out there in Radio Land. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. And I hope you're listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. If you follow the show, you know that we always have something crazy going on, and you've probably seen that other side of my personality. But in addition to being a radio host, I'm also a motivational speaker, author, and joy enthusiast. One of my greatest works was the book, Sometimes All You Have is Happy, A Guide to Obtaining Happiness While Awaiting Your Dreams. I'm asking you to join me on this journey to empowerment. The book is a magnifying glass to enable you to identify the roots of your unhappiness as well as the necessary steps to live in victory. As someone that suffered from childhood abuse and thoughts of suicide, there were lessons I learned along the way that enabled me a transition from being a victim to a victor. This book includes thought-provoking questions and exercises to enable you to take the beginning steps to reclaim the happiness, peace, purpose, and joy and power that you were designed to have. We cannot conquer what we refuse to face. Joy is a choice, but it should not be optional. Choose joy today. For more information, visit me at thejoyguru.net or go to amazon.com to find out more information on how to purchase your copy. What's up, this is Edge Martinez for LifeBeat, the music industry fights AIDS. Every hour of every day, two young people are infected with HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. Don't be one of them, protect yourself. If you choose to have sex, use a latex condom. If you need to get tested, call your local AIDS service agency. For more information, go so log on to www.lifebeat.org.
5: Welcome back to Let's Face with Widow Straight, and Cream. Our first guest tonight is Miss Sandrine Hyde, who's platform is a beautiful divorce. She said her divorce was one of the biggest successes for herself and her family. Against all odds, she transformed what everyone expected to be an ugly, hurtful, and destructive divorce into a respectful, kind, caring, and supportive family with her expert husband. Welcome to the show, Sandrine. Hello. Well,
6: thank you very much. I'm so glad to be with you guys tonight.
5: Great. Awesome. Is, I'm, how are you this evening?
6: I'm doing great. Thank you. That was a beautiful, beautiful uh, Sunday and Saturday for me. So wonderful.
5: Thank you. Wonderful. You're wonderful. <laughs> well, Sam, all your work a beautiful divorce. You say that your divorce was one of the most successful things that you've ever done. Could you give us some more information about that? Yes, absolutely, and
6: you are very right. It's very more on the beautiful divorce. Um, so why is it a success? Because I did transform something that was supposed to be ugly and hurtful into a new relationship that is supportive, caring, and very um, healthy for me, my husband, and my children. What we turned into what we did is that turned a marriage that was just no longer working, and one day I just decided it is not working anymore. We are not happy, we are putting down each other, and nobody is gaining anything out of it. My children are not learning what is supposed to be a healthy relationship, and I just decided that we had to do something different so now your your question how is it possible? have a beautiful divorce well it all started with a choice and that, uh, from what I've heard uh, earlier mm. it's good to go to mediation and all that. That, that that is all good but there is a choice that needs to happen right from the beginning a question to ask what type of divorce do you want and it's not mm. just the divorce part the one thing that uh, that lasts a few months or to a year we're talking about a divorced life because that is forever you know, you might not be married forever, but you are divorced forever. So what type of divorce life do you want for yourself and for your kids? And that was the choice that I gave him. We The, the night that I told him that I wanted to, to have a divorce, I knew that it was not going to be pretty. I mean, you know, it's not like it was like, oh, great, after 17 years of marriage, let's divorce, how happy is that? No, that was not like that. Mm. There was a lot of preparation on my on my side. I knew, I knew that there was going to be a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blaming, a lot of hurt, you know. And when people are angry and want to hurt you, that's usually because they hurt. So by preparing myself, mm-hmm. when I said I wanted to have a divorce, I just knew I was going to be um, that. All that was going to come my way, and I decided not to react to it, but just respond with silence. And and my heart. Uh Then okay. we yes. Then we decided. Um, so you know, after a few days, everybody's like, "Is this for real?" Because uh, you know, a divorce never happens really suddenly. It's never one day you you wake up and say, "I want a divorce." It's uh, we think right. about it, and you're like, uh, it, "It is just scariest moments in someone's life." Um, mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what type of life you're going to have. Everything that you know of is going to completely change, disappear, break. I mean it it, it it's very, very scary. And um
4: mm-hmm. so go ahead. Um, yeah. Sandrine, this is Dr. Laurie. Um yes? you you you've talked about um turning something pretty painful into something a lot more positive. And I'm just yes. wondering, can you talk a little bit about the the moment? Well, I, shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't say moment. I shouldn't pinpoint it quite that much. But can you talk about the point at which you realized that your marriage was coming to an end? Can you share what that realization was like for you?
6: Oh, yeah. I uh, And I do remember, and it's interesting, we were – we were on our way to a one-week road trip, and we wow. we were in Moab having a great time. Oh my gosh, I remember that day. We were making, we were having pictures. We were so in love, and that was just wonderful.
0: Mm. And we
6: had one of those fights. Um, and then we get back to the car, and that was just my kids and I, and my ex, my my then husband was outside calming down, and I remember telling the kids, please just be quiet, let's not make him angry. And then Mm -hmm. I turned around and I said, what am I teaching them? What am I Mm. teaching them right now? I am teaching Mm -hmm. them that it's okay to be angry like this, but the worst of all, I was teaching them that it was okay to take it. And that, Mm -hmm. that I was, I, I just could not do that anymore. I realized what I was showing my children and what I was teaching them about what a relationship is supposed to be, and I have to tell you that was not what I wanted to show them, and that was
4: I the beginning have, of understand. the end. Yeah, I, I Once, understand. Yes. Um, so when, when you decided um, that you were going to ask for a divorce, how did you break the news to your children? Did you, you and your husband, also, together? How was that? Yes. How that happened?
6: So what we did happened? Um, we were, yes. So. Uh, from the moment that I realized I our relationship was not going anymore, I looked for some help because I needed to be sure. You know, it's it's a life changing, and I have three kids. It's not just about me and my husband. I've got three kids in the middle, so I wanted to do that right. So first we went to see a therapist for the two of us, and that's at that point that I asked him that I uh, asked him, what type of divorce do you want? Do you want the ugly one where we hate each other for 40 years? and the kids are caught in the middle? Or do you want to focus on what is good about ourselves, what we fell in love with because it's still there and it's the marriage that really brings all the shit? And then try to just focus on those things for the children and focus on just putting the children front. So that was actually a fairly easy sell when you ask somebody, do you want to be miserable for the rest of your life? Or do you want to try for all of us to be happy? And um, so then, uh, throughout a few months, we we then went to see a child therapist because I wanted to know how are we supposed to tell the kids. And mainly I wanted to know what not to say. So we had mm-hmm. one session, and, of course, there is never a good moment to tell your children that you're going to, to divorce. It, it, it's very, very difficult. Um but one morning, it was just the perfect time. And we just, in fact, I have to say that I did lie to my children. I lied to my children. I told them that we were already divorced. We were still living in the same home. And I told them that we mm-hmm. were already divorced, so they would see that their world was not going to be completely falling apart. I am not suggesting mm-hmm. you lie to your children. Mm-hmm. And that was just, mm-hmm. say, a few weeks. That was about four weeks. Before the, the the divorce paper were going to be signed, but that was oh, I nice felt to. that it was necessary for them because otherwise I I, I just could
0: mm-hmm. not
6: see them uh, falling apart and wondering and, and and being anxious for the
4: time until we signed the paper. So that's why okay. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I did that. Yeah, I understand you you. So so once you broke it to them, they they believe they had already been living with it, just not. Yep. Exactly. Mm.
6: So what uh, what uh, what I told them, it's like pretty much, you know, the, the, and they see us fighting. I mean, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, we never fight in front of the children. And it's like, you know what? They see everything. Even if you don't fight in front of the children, they feel all the energy that you feel about uh, you. Are right, about. yes. So, they
0: notice mm-hmm.
6: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and they, they knew that it was not good. And uh, so, mm-hmm. of course, um each one of them were very uh, responded differently. My oldest, who was uh, nine at the time, uh, just ran away from the house for like 15-20 minutes, then came mm-hmm. back and uh, and just told me, you know, I'm, I'm very sad about it. And and it was like, yes, I know we are all, because at the end, it's really the end of a dream for all of us. No matter who mm-hmm. wants to divorce, it is, you know, when you get married. You never get married to be like, yeah, I hope I'm going to divorce. You know, we all get married for the uh, ever after love, and and we all do. Certainly. So it is, it, it is uh, something very hard for everyone. My mm-hmm. uh, daughter, who was the, the little one, she was uh, six years old at the time. She just saw it as well as like, yeah, I'm going to have two homes, and I'm going to have, I'm going to spend more time with you. This is great. Okay. Um, mhm. Okay. The middle one, yeah, yeah the middle one was uh, didn't really know what uh, what you think and and was scared. We we were all scared. I mean, you know, no matter what we said, they killed everything that was killed. So yes, it is a scary moment. But what we did, yeah. what was the most important, and that's what we're showing since then, is that we are their parents. We are no longer married. But we are their parents, and we are a family, no matter what it looks like. And I will say that it's almost the new modern family. And you, you see, I mean, more than half mm-hmm. of the population is divorced now, so we have right. to change it yeah. because it, it's. Um, I we are raising our future, right? And mm-hmm. if we cannot right. find the strength to show respect for the other parents for our children, what are we really telling our children?
4: You know, know, So that is a great segue into my next question um, because I wanted to ask you about to to, um, give a little advice to people who are listening about being, about successfully co-parenting after you've been divorced. Um, I'm assuming that after you were divorced you you weren't living in the same space. So what what advice do you have for people who, you know, want to know how, how can you do that?
6: So first, it all starts with uh, a new style of communication. We all have
0: to mm-hmm. to
6: start to communicate differently and learn to communicate differently because we no longer can uh, can talk like we were married, you know. We no longer mm-hmm. can say, "Hey, you know, I don't like what you do," or it, it just does not work anymore because that's just finger pointing, as, uh, as well, so first, it is about letting go of what happens. You, you have to. You cannot bring the past, and you know what the things that you did or the things that he did.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Yes, they are hurtful, but we cannot bring them in the in in the present, in the new life. So it is about uh, wanting for the other person to be the best parent they can be for your children. It's always mm-hmm. about putting the children first. So. If I can show my children that their father is a good father, then they believe it and they respect mm-hmm. him. Because I want I want them to respect their father. I want them to respect their mother. I want them to know what is a family no matter what. And that's what we do. Now, we've been divorced for a short of two years. And it's diff- very different today as it was at the beginning because we had to, to learn to communicate. And one thing that I was doing was always encouraging and saying all the good things that happened. Saying, So, for example, if my kids were coming and saying, oh, we had a great day with daddy, I would send mm-hmm. him a note and said, the kids told me you had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. You are such mm-hmm. a good daddy. You're doing a good job. Oh, he wonderful. did many things. He did many things that were wrong, you know. He missed some uh, some appointments. He was not feeding them the way I would like to. But you have to let that go because he is he was learning as well and really focused on just the good thing. And that's funny because everything that I'm now learning with, about the divorce and I'm learning what is a healthy relationship, Uh That could also be applied to marriage as well. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it is really, uh, first, is is putting the children up front. It's like, what is the best for them? And I'm not saying sometimes a beautiful divorce can really just be for one person. It's really the person just is there to hate you. Is there really something you can do? Yes, you can do that on your own. You can still only say nice things about your ex about your children, because, you know, the children, they know. And they will see at some point. And mm-hmm. what I have found, what I have found is that, you know, everyone always has told me, you cannot change people. It is true in a way. However, what I have found mm-hmm. is that when I change the way I talk with him, he changes yes. back.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And
6: and, and one thing that has happened also is uh, after the marriage, you know, with that uh, ability to take some, some space from each other, I realized we were, all our emotions were enmeshed. So what mm-hmm. was uh, the suitcase pretty much that belonged to me, I put it on him. And the suitcase that belonged to him, he put it on me. And we moved. we no longer knew Whose was that? And and now by being divorced, it's like oh, that was mine. <laughs> when I thought I was divorced, so so mm-hmm. it's taking responsibility and um, and really um, learning to breathe because there are many many times. Goodness, I so wanted to curse at him and tell him all my truth and you've hurt me so mm-hmm. bad and all those things. But again, I was always thinking. What do I want long-term? Because we are, especially in this society, we are short-term, instant gratification. Sure, you know, if I yell at you, I'm going to feel great for the first five seconds, but is it going to take me to that beautiful divorce? So every time I have to communicate with him or do something, you know, I'm thinking, is that taking me to the beautiful divorce that I want? So now that doesn't mean that I am on my back and roll over to make him happy so he's happy with me. Not at all. I, In fact, mm-hmm. I have learned to stand up for myself more than ever before because it was better like that for the long term. So you have to so, learn what are your fights, and not take all of them, but really fight for the ones that are for the best, for long term, for the children, and for yourself.
1: So, Sandrine, mm-hmm. this is Nate.
6: I have a question
1: um, because okay. so far you've discussed that you know both parties have to basically come in agreement and may have this discussion so that we can have a beautiful divorce. But what about those that that don't want to have our the discussion or do what's best in the interest for one another or the family and you know want to harbor anger or bitterness um mm-hmm. and be destruct be destructive. What kind of yeah. advice can you give to those type um divorce people that's going through divorce?
6: So for one thing, it starts with one person. You know, it did, uh, my beautiful divorce did not start beautiful, and it sure did not start with my husband. So mm-hmm. first, you you've got to learn to not respond. I mean, to not react. Don't react, because uh-huh. at some point, you know, no, nobody likes to have a fight on their own. Once you no know longer sure. want to fight, nobody wants to fight. However, you do have a few that still want to fight, and, but you create your own bubble. So if you have to step away from that person then you have to do everything that you gotta to do to protect your children. You know, and if that means that you have to to remove completely yourself and your kids from that person, then you have to do that. But a beautiful divorce is really about creating a life, a divorce life after divorce that is healthy for you and your children. And if the other spouse does not want that, at least you can create that environment for your children, and your children will benefit so much, and will want to stay with you, and and will learn from you as well. We we cannot control what the others are going to do, but we can control what we do and what we say, and how we we show it. That is it so. Starts, it, it starts with one person. It always starts mm-hmm. with one person, and and I've got to tell you, I've got so many people that I always say, well. If he was nicer or if he wanted that he you know it's like no, it starts with you, it always mm-hmm. starts with you, so if we just that wait so for everybody true. to be ready, you know it's nothing ever gonna happen, but we have to change the status quo the the, the problem is that look, the society wants you to fight, you know because uh, there is more drama this way I mean everything yeah. just, i i had i get to tell you, you know we went through medita- uh, mediation. But I also went to see a lawyer at first to see what were my rights. I We went with the judge. And I've got to tell you, a lot of them were not understanding why I was leaving this kind of money on the table or this or that or that. And I was like, I had to fight with them as well because it's like it's not always about having more, you know? It's a, You have to be covered for your needs. But then at some point, then it's just the wants. And the ones would cost me a whole lot more in the long term than in the short term. So you got to understand, you you have to, to create this vision, long-term vision, and be like, what is it that I want? And then understanding your actions. Are they going to take you to the hateful divorce, or are they going to take you to the beautiful divorce? And this is not easy, but nothing worth it is easy. However, just... Um, Just when it started, I will say, you know, I mean, now it's been not even two years, and and our relationship is really, truly beautiful. We support each other as parents so much more than ever before. So it is completely worth it. It's hard. One of the hardest things uh, I have ever done is to
2: breathe (laughs) and not punch back. Yeah. Sandra, you made some really good points. Uh, This is Felicia Brown. Um, And I have a question for you that came through our chat. The question is, um, if what you have now is so beautiful and harmonious, why did you get a divorce? And they ask, do you think you will ever get back together?
6: All right. So why did I get a divorce? Because it was not harmonious and beautiful at all. Now the beautiful the, the it, it kind of reminds me like grandparents you know uh, you go visit your grandkids and when you have enough you uh you, you go away you're like okay that was fun thank yeah. you very much you go away and it's pretty much like this uh, we do spend some time together every time there is a family family things and uh, once about a week we communicate you know to to talk about what's going on with the children and. Uh, uh, And there are times where we spend a little too much time together. It's like, oh, I remember why I divorced. You know, Uh, it's just that now the relationship is not no longer married, so we don't uh, we only look at the good with each other. So yes, there are times where it's like, oh, would I want to be together? It's like, oh no, remember all those things? No, no, no. It's very clear that we are wonderful as parent team, but not as as married people.
0: Hmm.
2: Thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. yes yeah, yeah.
3: So, so, did in your marriage, did you have a, a prenuptial agreement? We were talking about that earlier in the show. Did you have a prenup?
6: No, I didn't you, you know, it uh, we were married when we were young. We started our career. We didn't oh. have anything. Uh, no, we never uh, never did a prenup and um like the the conversation uh, earlier, yeah, the prenup oh. is really depends what it is. But at the end, you know, money is never about money. Money is about values. It's about uh, uh, fear, about doubt. I mean, it's it's never about money, and it drives people crazy. Um, that's why the the process of divorce is so painful, because. Because a lot uh, are like, "What do you mean? You want uh, you want that money? You know, but you're not worth it. You are not this. You know that." And and that's why it's so painful. Oh,
3: okay. So you don't think that would it would have even made a difference in the outcome or the whole process um, of divorce? Do you?
6: Uh, in my beautiful divorce, I don't think that would have made any difference at all because that's not about the money. It's about raising a rape mm-hmm. family, a divorced family, and I'm always mm-hmm. looking to to get us as a team. So now, if I'm trying to clean him out, that is not going to mm-hmm. take me there, you know. And it's mm-hmm. not the point. I mean, it's like as as long as long as I am covered with my children, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't need more. I don't want more because. Because then it just destroys too many other things. Then that would make him in a uh, situation that might not be very good for him and the kids. So, all the decisions Mm -hmm. that I'm now uh, making, you know, I always consider if I do that, what happens to all the others? Because if my husband is not okay, my kids are not okay. If my kids are not okay, I'm not okay. So, that's why it's so very important to still see that we're all connected. We will always be connected forever.
5: Yeah. Sandra yeah. thank you that was thank you so much for those those comments. Um you made some really good points. We um have to take a quick commercial break, but we wanted to um ask you, where can our listeners to get more information about you and do you provide one on one coaching? Yes,
6: sir. I do provide one on one coaching. Um it helps people really, I help them to communicate and really understand what it is that they're trying to do to create a vision and then to to create the life that they, they want to do. Uh, I also have, so I have my website, beautifuldivorce.com, and there I, I have a lot of writings, and I have also um, a page on Facebook, Beautiful Divorce, as well as a private group where people... Discuss, we discuss what is going on and always looking at, okay, how can you make it better? How can you work through that? None of those uh, groups of, um, of, what, he did that, what an ad, what of this? You know, it's like none of that. <laughs> because as soon as you start to, to, to vent a bit too much, it puts you into a bad um, a, a, a bad state of mind. And that is not helping you to to get what you want. My.
5: Right. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate yes, you being thank on the you show. Oh, Thank you I'm so welcome. much.
6: Thank you. Thank you very much. The, the the reason I'm bringing that up, this beautiful divorce, is because, you know, there is so much uh, violence and hate and and torture and all that nasty thing. And everyone is like, what can we do? What can we do to change the world? So a lot of people are like, where can I find, where can I write a check to, Right. Well, here's the thing, is that we are raising our future. So if we can teach our children to love the person you want to hate the most, that's how we change our world.
5: Wow. Thank you so much for that information, Sandrine. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you
6: very much for having me.
5: I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, we will have another commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have our next guest who will give us some insight about a not-so-beautiful divorce. You're listening to... Let's face it with Will horn and Friends. I
0: left my
4: Hi, this is Tony Bennett, and I'm a volunteer for LifeBeat. The music industry fights AIDS. We all know that there are some new medications for people with AIDS, but there is still no cure. This is why I personally volunteer for LifeBeat. The AIDS crisis is not over, and people need help. Volunteer for your local AIDS organization. They need you.
6: The odds of becoming a sign artist and having four number one albums, one in 100 million. The odds of going on to win seven Grammy Awards, one in 1.4 million. The odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 68. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad
0: Council
2: Welcome back to Let's Face It. For some of you that say that your divorce was anything but beautiful will be the next part of this show segment. Uh, We want to discuss for those of you who, um, you know, maybe there was just something in the marriage, in the relationship, that you just had to go ahead and leave. Um, There is an author, Diane Teagarden who has a beautiful book about how to escape a bad marriage. It's a self-help divorce book for women and in that book she's discussed how we can be financially and emotionally independent in preparation for divorce. Welcome to the
7: show Diane. How are you this evening? Fantastic. Hey, I'm listening in and you guys have a great show, a lot of good guests. Thank you.
2: And we're very sure that you're going to be able to just add to all of that. <laughs> just oh, now
7: I know you. I look good, but not that good. No.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, you know, unfortunately,
2: unfortunately, so many of the listeners can relate um to to your story and 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 what your your book is the premise of um can you tell us about how you survived an abusive marriage and
7: when did you know
2: it was just time to leave?
7: Well, I'll tell you, it's one of those whirlwind things that happened. I think a lot of people meet someone, they are out of, say, a bad relationship, not necessarily an abusive relationship, but, you know, just, you know, a couple of bumps along the way and it weren't, wasn't mm-hmm. the right person. So I kind of ran away to my sister. She was living in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You know, she said, hey, you can come up here and start again and all that stuff. So I was in a very sensitive place because I was, uh, you know, uh, out of a, a – relationship that had not worked out. Um, It wasn't a marriage or anything like that. It's just, you know, somebody I was dating. And so I was kind of vulnerable. And I have to say this first because a lot of people think, you know, well, you're a smart lady. Why did you get into an abusive marriage? And it's because, okay, you guys don't understand if you haven't been there. They don't sock you in the face the first time they see you, okay? Right. They are Mm -hmm. some of the most clever, Some of the and this can go for the women too, some of the most clever, some of the sexiest, some of the Politest, and they just seem like perfect. They're just attentive to you, and they're they're um, really soft, you know, sweet talking people. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, very sexual prowess. I mean, I'm not lying. Okay, that was important yeah. to me. <laughs> you know, it was just. You know, you come out of a kind of a, you know, bad relationship, and here's this person that just seems perfect. Oh, my God, run. Because, first of all, no one is perfect. So if you meet someone and you're dating Mm -hmm. and, you know, they never say a single cuss word, and I'm not saying you have to cuss, you know, like like a railroad hand. I'm just saying, you know, everyone has... The first few dates, you do both act perfect. But then after that, okay, maybe, you know, you you don't look perfect the next time you see them or you say a cuss word or you say something stupid or, you know, you fart in front of them. I mean, you know, in other words, human things, things that are human. If somebody is around you that's just, like, smashingly perfect, they are hiding something. You're looking at the tip of an iceberg, okay, a big... Uh-huh. Uh-huh horrible iceberg the other thing is is until they get you in a kind of a what I would call a bound relationship, not necessarily you know, uh, engaged or anything like that, but like say they want you to move in right away, so they separate you from your friends. This is a big indicator. So all these things are for the people who haven't been in abusive relationships, but maybe, maybe you've just met somebody like this and you're like, oh, my God, you're describing this guy or this gal that I met and this is exactly them and I'm kind of thinking it's too good to be true. Believe me, it is. So they they separate you from your friends. They're looking at your cell phone. That's a big indicator. You know, they've always got to be getting into your business. It's like, hey, you just met me. You don't need to know my friends, okay? You don't need to. Mm-hmm. And they don't want you to see your family. They don't want you to be around anyone that's going to be supportive, and they want you to move in right away. Okay? I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> and she was a crazy maniac, right?
1: Uh-huh.
7: See, that's what I mean. In other words, everyone's human. So after the first couple of days, if they don't relax a little and they don't show a little bit of their flaws, um, you know, they're they're trying to act too perfect. So I walked into this. First of all, they have antenna or radar like you can't believe for people that are broken hearted. Okay, they they don't they don't focus in on healthy people. They don't focus in on people that are that are uh, you know strong in themselves at that moment. They've got radar and they just hone right in on you and get their claws into you. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, who are you looking at? Well, and and okay, you come you know like most women will take their say, you know handbag to the restroom with them. But if you happen to leave it there and you come back and he's going through your purse, oh my God, dump him immediately because no. Real normal guy is going to look through your bag. I mean, he doesn't need to, right? He doesn't need well, a absolutely. lipstick or anything, you know.
0: Because
7: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole I mean, other I situation. But it, yeah. you know, so I I did. I I walked in that because I went up there. I was I was flawed. I was damaged from the last relationship, hurting. I tried to keep to myself, and he pursued me and pursued me. He was like, quote unquote, the perfect gentleman oh, my God, I'll take a real guy any time over that. So you get into these relationships, you suddenly look around and you say, wait a minute, when did we move away from uh, out of town or across the state or across the, you know, United States, and you have nobody around to support you, your support group. That's a big indicator. And Mm -hmm. they don't start the physical abuse right away. That's the other thing. It's a cyclical thing. So they start with this, you know, Fakey, sweet, too perfect type of thing, get you isolated, and then all of a sudden something happens, and it's not the person, it's not ever the victim's fault. They think, Well, what did I say? You could have said, It's Christmas tomorrow. It wouldn't matter. It's not the victim's fault. These people are like a time bomb ticking, and they go off when they go off, and they use you as an excuse. They use you as a punching bag as an excuse. So after it happened, you know and also the 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 beatings or the the violence is is incremental they might start with pushing uh, and pinching mm-hmm. then they go on to slapping and then it, then come the fist and pretty soon you're like wow what happened and you're going to work with your face all messed up and everyone's looking Mm. at you like and what's weird is they kind of put this thing, I don't know, society, most people don't rush over to someone who's all beat up and say, Oh my goodness, what happened to you? They kind of avoid you like it's like it's a cold they can catch. Oh my God, get away Mm. from that person. They're being abused. Maybe it'll happen to me. That isn't how it goes. So again, you're in this isolation and you're alone and I realized when um he told me that he was going to kill me that I definitely had to get out at all costs okay but here comes the big hook he quit his job and so he was there 100% of the time like uh, like attached to me you know he was absolutely right i was within his visual sight at all times he was so insane that when i drove to work it took me like 5 minutes to get to work cuz i had gone up there i got a job um and mm-hmm. It took me like five minutes to get, get home, and, and, okay, this is in snow country. I, I'm i a Southern California girl, so I didn't know how to drive in snow. So on the way home, it would take me a while to trudge up that little hill, and he would be enraged. Okay, who were you with? I'm like, I just came from work. What are you talking about? Well, you're wow. five minutes late. I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, but it didn't come out of my mouth, thank God, because I'm usually pretty spontaneous about what I think. It pops right out <laughs> of my mouth, <laughs> you know, which is, has gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life, but not, you know, like getting beat on. I'm thinking, really? You think that uh, an appropriate uh, you know, liaison is going to take five minutes out of my day? Really? I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, well, that let me was ask how you insane this. he was. Go ahead. Let,
2: let me ask you this, Diane. Going back to that point. You know, you've given some really great information that makes it real clear if this is a healthy or this is an abusive relationship. But once the person realizes they're in an abusive relationship and perhaps this is a marriage where we have children together, what advice would you give to a person in that situation that says, I just don't
7: know, how to break free? Well, it's very scary because once you have children the the really quickly the rest of that cycle cuz i was talking about a cycle the the cycle doesn't end with him beating you then after that he or she begs you on bended knees i didn't mean it i love you so much and you're like you're totally freaked out you're like what is this you know if you've never mm-hmm. dealt with a violent person you don't realize that this is just another part of the cycle so you renege in your heart you remembered why you fell in love with them and that that uh, you know uh, charming person and this that and the other and and so you stay with them and then things and then they get really romantic and really sexy and things are really good until that part in their cycle comes around again and the darkness comes so it takes you a couple of those rounds before you realize oh wow wow you know this is this is only part of it it's going to it's going to happen again so that's why a lot of people blame again the victim uh you know in this case we'll just say you know it's it's a woman and she's got three kids they're saying why if you were getting beaten do you stay with him because first of all he's thrashed herself um you know uh having any motivation for for and and, and pride in self okay so he's destroyed your self respect he's um also like i say fathered your children and usually an abuser will either beat the children in which case the woman leaves right away or beat the woman in which case she stays for the sake of the kids because that's their father and i'm thinking yeah but what kind of a father is that you know. So, and how do you leave? I mean, how do you leave? Well, well, okay, it's 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 fairly complicated, but what you do is first of all, I wanted to uh, give out this number at least a couple times. I have an 800 number. So this is anywhere in the United States that anybody is in this situation, it's called the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799- 7233 not only are they um trained on how to how to speak with you without talking down to you or making it seem like uh, you know it's your fault or you're at fault um also they will be able to know what numbers of shelters are in your area that will allow you to be placed in a shelter because they are stuffed full you might have to wait so you need to know how to detox the situation keep it going smoothly Planned secretly and quietly, putting away certain things that you know. You, I can go over some of the things, but it, you know, it, it's also listed. There's actually checklists in the book, and I and I even. I created the book so that it fits in most any size purse because you do not want to leave this sucker laying around. You do not want to ever say, I'm going to leave you, or you might be leaving it in a, in a black bag. You know what I'm saying? You never oh, threaten these people. No, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. You never threaten these people because that's their end game. They don't mind killing you because they can just move out of the state and go wow. start somewhere else. It's It's a mm-hmm. harsh, harsh reality. When I ended up back here, he actually drove me back here because he wouldn't let me out of his sight. He knew that I was a different kind of a bird, you know. He knew that mm-hmm. that I was getting ready to take flight. So he said if I don't take my eyes off of her, okay, she won't be able to get away. But the thing of
4: it is well, is, is he Diana, was a, huh? Hi, hi Diana. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted no, no, to ask ahead. you about something that's a little bit different, but um it's okay. really also important. This is Dr. Laurie. Uh, yeah. And um uh, one of the things that people argue about most and probably is a big part of most divorces or many divorces has to do with money. Mm-hmm. And um a lot of a lot of times people don't break up because of money and I know also that money is a way that people use to abuse each other. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In, in a marital situation um so how do you prepare financially for a divorce if you're struggling financially or if you have a a spouse who who um who abuses you financially like doesn't allow you to have control of your paycheck or something like that
7: well there's there's a couple of things that you can do first of all you don't need anyone else's permission and this is a big part of it to get a post office box okay and no no nothing for not even you pay there at the PO boxes usually so a bill will not come to your house so this is your personal stash okay where you can have information coming to and from whether it's a lawyer or a mediator or someone that's going to help you get out of the situation um if you have one of the uh, big post office boxes that actually lock you might want to keep stash a little cash from your you know paycheck here and there Th- that way because if you're when you're married since most states are community property they will have access to any any uh, money that you put away and mm-hmm. unless you have a separate place where let's say you go to a bank and open an account in your name you don't need your your spouse's permission to do that but if the statements come to your house they're going to find that out and then you're going to Mm -hmm. get either the beating of your life or the end of your life. So Mm -hmm. a P.O. box is one of the key things. It sounds so simple, but it's one of the key things where you can keep papers, documents, and stash some money away. But I'll tell you, if the most thing in your mind is, financially, how am I going to survive? You're not going to make it out of that relationship. I'm not talking about just you guys are fighting, you don't get along, you're going out on each other, anything that's, fixable or ignorable. I'm talking about the next beating is going to be the last cuz a human body can only take so much. So many breaks, mm-hmm. right. so many bruises. And if the person decides to beat on you when you're asleep or you know, um more than you know, once, you know, too 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 close together if the beatings are coming close together, you can you can sustain the kind of damage where you're not going to be alive to worry about your kids. So yeah. the best thing to yeah. do is to, um, you know, it's going to sound really dumb in a sense, but when you go to a shelter, a, a battered women's shelter, it's it's a very poor situation. You're not going to have nice, fine clothes. You're not going to have uh, dishwashers and washing machines. You're not going to have, it's not that, it's not about that. It's about do you get out with your kids alive or are you going to be murdered? The, those are the only choices there are so as far as you know making a big killing financially excuse the pun but you know making a big um you know takeaway financially um unless you already have money and you have a lawyer that's going to help you straighten all this out and again that's got to be something that's completely secret you cannot let the person know. Mm. My big thing is not necessarily working it out with this type of a person, but escaping with your life and with your kids intact. And if you can get, get a you know, a car full of stuff Um, a lot of times these people um, are abusers of either alcohol or drugs or a combination. You wait until they drink until they black out, and you've got your plan ready. You throw the stuff Mm -hmm. in the car. You throw the kids in the car. You go to whoever's house where he has never been because, believe me, he will go to every single person he knows, family members. He doesn't care. He will pursue you this all happened to me. I'm kind of getting, even my throat after so many years, I, I, I separated, I, I, I divorced him in 1984. And believe me, even every, every time I give an interview and we and we talk about it, my throat is starting to close just a little bit because it, it puts you in that kind yeah. of a panic. In other words, I feel like if he ever saw me on the street, he would murder me where I stood. That That's just how I feel. Oh, you. Wow. So, mm-hmm. oh, Diane,
1: um, yeah. you've mentioned in your book that, I mean, you've mentioned previously about that your book has checklists um, yes. and questions that you can ask attorneys and accountants um, should should you need one. Um, and not to give too much away about the book, because we definitely want our listeners and we advise our listeners to go out and pick up this awesome book. Um, but what are the buyer beware um, issues with acquiring attorneys or accountants when considering a divorce, especially during such an emotional time?
7: Well, again, um, I would work through a battered women's shelter for that because they have all those resources. Their main concern and their first concern is getting you out alive and getting you safe where he doesn't know you. Most of these places have P.O. boxes. They will never tell you the address because then anybody could come along. Any of these guys that are following around these women or trying to hurt them will come along. So you're safe there because you're anonymous. Um, First, they want to help you... Understand what happened, you know heal the physical wounds, heal your children 's physical wounds um, and and help you understand what happened so that it doesn 't happen again, so that you don't go back to him because the sad truth of it is about forty five percent of the women that go through shelters because they don't have any idea of how to survive financially because their husbands have been supporting them and the kids, so they don't have a job, they don't have experience, and they start getting all these don'ts in their head, and they figure they can't leave him. And and with women, usually as long as he doesn't touch the kids, and usually they don't, she'll stay with him because he's threatened to kill her or kill the kids if she tries. So, the main thing is is you don't worry about the finances, you don't worry about the lawyers, you don't worry about that you get away safe and the people that you're going to and it shouldn't be um it shouldn't be family or friends because they're not trained to handle what you're going through. They they're sorry, they love you and they love you, but that's not enough to help you with what you're going through. You need experts. You know, it's like if there was an armed guy outside the door, you wouldn't call your mom to come over or your dad or your brother. You'd call the police, right? It's like coming (laughs) to this guy, you know. You have the license to carry the gun and knock him over the head and take him away, and I don't want it to be my problem. That is exactly what I'm saying is don't don't even tell your friends because some people – mistakenly think, oh, well, there's too much divorce in this country. I'm not talking about divorce where two people just don't like the color of each other's eyes anymore or whatever. I'm talking about getting out alive or not. So don't tell your friends. Don't let them help you because they, they won't tell you the right thing, okay? Don't, don't um, you know, go to family because if he's met any of them, he'll show up at their door and they will be able to take care of themselves. Okay, what you need to do is get yourself to a shelter where there's professionals and and there are, you know, uh, people that can help you with what the finances are going to be or how to do the divorce, and it's all um, um, anonymous. So he's not going to be able to to find where you're at. That's how I did it, you know, and so that's that's really what I know. But some of the other things um, that are kind of helpful, I'll just, um, you know, um, Go through you know some of the table of contents so that people will know. Financial independence, preparing for financial independence, how to do things cheaper, and there's budgeting notes. I've got forms for uh, figuring out your assets and liabilities, your monthly expenses, so that you actually know. Because might, he might have told you, you're too stupid to get a job, and this is another part, the verbal abuse. You're too stupid to get a job. You're too stupid to support yourself. You're too stupid to do anything. And after listening to that, like a broken record, pretty soon you're parroting it. Like like you're a mm-hmm. I'm too stupid to do this. I'm too. You'll you'll meet women like that, and you're like, oh my god, you know what has he done to this human being that I used to know, who used to be like a regular person, and now just thinks that they're, uh, you know, aren't aren't worth anything, aren't mm-hmm. valuable in any way. Um, and you know what? There are easier divorces and harder divorces. For example, if you don't jointly own any any uh, own any major items uh contracts that you've signed um you know paying for a car together let's say you mm-hmm. don't work at the same place uh you don't have children together and none of you is fighting about a divorce that's the easiest one okay and so then you only have to do you know certain chapters so this is a book for how to escape a bad marriage not necessarily just an abusive marriage let's just say it's not working out okay you mm-hmm. you married your childhood' sweetheart, and you know you both grew up, and you both look at each other like, "Oh, this is really boring whatever um then there's there's easier ones, harder and then hardest um and you uh you know so you have to do a little bit of thinking about it, you have to do a little bit of work um you know while you're while you're maintaining. The same attitude as you always have, not I'm going to – end the worst thing you could do, it's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. Don't say, I'm going to divorce you. Otherwise, you're not going to come back from that beating. He'll beat you until you're dead. So there's also emotional independence. I've got checklists that you can sit down and do with your children. Now, this is for the non-abusive divorce. So this is, you know, this book can be for just somebody that you're breaking up with and you want it to be amicable and you can do some of these things together and you involve the children in it. And then there's the really hardcore sections that are, okay, you're in an abusive relationship, they're violent, um, you know drug addicted mm-hmm. violent um you know this is what you do step you know st- just step it through um also i've got a couple of chapters like um uh, working together because uh you know it takes it takes a special kind of a couple to stay together if you work together and so there's so so little parameters on that because my husband and i my current husband and i have had several businesses together and uh, there's some little uh, tips and tricks on how not to you know end up killing each other there. (laughs) 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 That
2: helps.
7: Important. (laughs) Now, you know, earlier some of your guests were talking about a prenup, and I I, I, I sort of, you know, I was listening to the whole show, so I I come down on the side of the uh, the people that say, okay, let's say you're right out of uh, high school or college or whatever, and you don't have anything. You don't really need a prenup. You know, and you're saying it kind of kills the joy. But once you later on, let's say you both have had some some relationships, you both have kids, you both have independent jobs, you both have independent uh, resources – You're adults now. You can talk about money without thinking that it's going to kill the relationship. You know, you you can get a prenup so that in the event of, um, you know, uh, a breakup down the road. And it can be very cordial. You know, it doesn't doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just so that everybody knows that you're going to come out of it approximately what you put into it, which is only fair. I mean, you're not asking for more than what you deserve. You're asking for just what you deserve. Well, Diane,
5: Diane, this is Janae K. How are you doing?
7: Good to you. Good. Could you tell
5: us how our listeners can find more information about you and how to purchase your book?
7: Absolutely. My uh, website is firewalkerpublications.com, dot com, and on there you'll find links to all my books that'll take you directly to the websites that sell them, um, or you can uh, go directly to uh, Amazon com or Barnes and Noble.com. Now they're on. They're they're also distributed by many smaller, uh, you know, book distributors. But if you go to those are the biggies, and they and they will be able to get you to, um, you know, they have good sales. They're both e-books and in paperback. And uh, I wanted to mention how to spell my name because a lot of people spell names differently. So it's D-I-A-N-E, last name T-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by the way, the guy that I'm with, I just have to give him, you know, his his credit. <laughs> We've been together uh Thirty years we just passed up our twenty fifth wow. anniversary and I'll tell you if wow. you guys want to avoid a divorce, the best thing to do is live together five years. Now somebody might say, Oh my goodness, I can't live in sin. It's like, well no, that you know, then just you know, then just move to the next study over. Don't don't live in sin. one. I like that one. I, on that I have to that. keep that in
0: mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
7: You know, because I'll tell you, you know, a lot of people lived together before, but if you've only shacked up with somebody for a year, oh, they can hide a lot of stuff. They can, Anyone can be polite for a year, but by the time five years has rolled by, you've gone through how you, how you act when you're poor, how you act when you have money, how you act when you, you know, gain a little weight or change, how you act when you're sick, how you interact, you know, when one of you has a job but the other one doesn't, when neither of you have a job, you've pretty much mm-hmm. been through most life experiences in that time and I say there'd be a lot less divorces if people would just say hey let's just cohabitate for five years and you know see how it goes because within the first or second year is usually when people break up so if you get married in the swoon of emotion and sexual attraction in the first two years you're going to be sorry because then you'll be going through a divorce and they're expensive they're messy nobody ever wins except the lawyers (laughs) Well, Diane,
1: we definitely appreciate you for coming and on the show yeah, today yeah, yeah. and giving us yeah. so much thank information you. on the topic. And we really, yeah. we thank you for being friends to the show.
7: Oh yeah, yeah hey, you have you me so have me on anytime. I've got five books out now. Three of them are self help. Wow. One is a poetry book, and one is science fiction. So whatever you want to talk about, i will there for you. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Okay, well, you thank you so much. and we'll be. Yes.
7: Hey, and you know what? I, so used, we're going to, to I used to host a radio show, mm-hmm. so if you've got a late drop-off and you're you you know you're in a panic for, for a guest, call me. Okay? All right. Oh,
3: we definitely will. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, we definitely Thank we will. you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Good Bye-bye. Night. Awesome. Yeah. So yes. we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to learn all about next week's show. We have... Um, a couple of celebrities coming on next week. So
0: yeah. um, after this
3: break, Alicia's going to come through and she's going to tell us all about it. Stay tuned. You're listening right. to Let's Face It and we'll be right back.
6: There, beneath the surface. It waits for the silence, and then it starts slowly climbing its way up and around what we've built here in our town.
0: It happens every day in our communities, schools, and workplaces. Sexual violence
6: thrives when we remain silent about these crimes. We can use our voices and have the positive conversation that can stop this problem from growing in our community. Sexual violence thrives in silence. Let's talk about it.
7: daughter your sister your friend on a cold autumn day 19 year old arlen decided to end her life she tucked a tiny stuffed rabbit into one pocket and a suicide note in the other she said she wanted to be with her baby her friend said she didn't want the abortion most women don't over 60 percent involve coercion they say the worst part of the pain is that there's no one to share it with learn more about unwanted abortions and how to help or find help at the unchoice.com
0: I want to leave my footprints on the sand of time It's something to remember So they won't forget I was
4: here Former club members Denzel Washington and Jennifer Lopez for the Boys and Girls Clubs.
1: Every child follows a path in life. For many, that path will lead them to a door, a door that gives them a place to
4: grow, to learn, to belong, a place to forge their future. For 100 years, the Boys and Girls Clubs have opened this door for America's youth.
2: You can change a child's future. Support your local Boys and Girls Clubs. Great Futures start here.
4: To learn how you can support your local Boys and Girls Clubs, visit greatfutures.org.
2: Welcome back to Let's Face It. That was a very, very interesting show. What did you guys think? Yes it
3: was.
2: It was yeah, great. It was.
3: A lot of a lot of information. Yeah. A wealth of information.
4: <laughs> it really <laughs> was. I, I love that we had two really different kind of different sides of the corner. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah.
3: So Alicia, wow. what's going on next week?
2: I was going to say, we we go to something that's very informative, but this is one, I'm not saying that a beautiful divorce isn't one that everybody wants to talk about, but this is one that we have with everyone in mind. You know, so many of us have dreams and goals that we've yet to achieve, and then there are some of us that just have businesses that we want to take to the next level. So next show, next Sunday show, is all for you. We're going to talk about how you can brand yourself, how you can launch that brand for maximum success and really see your vision go to the next level. Um, we do have some high level guests as well as yes. one big name celebrity, which I am not going to say that person's name. Why? But <laughs> you know, you're not just supposed to blurt stuff out, you're supposed to, you know. Why but not? I will say this
0: <laughs> you know what?
2: I'll say this. I'll give listeners a few clues, just a few, just two. Um, One, he or she is one of Will's favorite celebrities. And then two, if you, I said he or she. See, already you're trying to give away the secret. And then two, (laughs) if you visit Let's Face It Radio.com or our Facebook page within the next 24 hours, You'll actually see next week's promo to see exactly who it is. But you know what? We have one really big-name celebrity, and then we have one, I don't even want to say local, because her her level is so past just local. We have another celebrity with a very big event that's coming up in D.C. on May 29th. And I'm not going to give anything else away. You just make sure you tune in next Sunday at 8.30 p.m. And also go to our Facebook and social media pages, in less than twenty four hours to find out who the guests are. Especially the celebrity exactly. guests. Because I'm not telling you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. of course Lori, I wanna remind wanna every yes. Dr. Lori, thank you so much.
4: Yes. You are so welcome. I had a great time.
2: Awesome.
3: Okay. You and know, always comes to have a
2: doctor on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. And thanks Nate We appreciate you coming on the show Always bringing up that yes. humor
2: To thank the show We
3: Thank you all I appreciate being on here
1: Thank you guys You're welcome, You're
2: welcome. And Both of us were on oh, our best true. behavior this time Nate We didn't yes, act up to
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 show, Maybe on the next show We'll cut off
0: But I do right. want to remind
2: well, everybody Of one last thing if you want to listen to tonight's recording again, and we know you do, make sure you visit com, as well as listen to us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, LinkedIn, TuneIn, and Stitcher in case you want to listen to an episode on the go. This and all past episodes.
3: Well, mm-hmm. another great show. We're your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn.
5: I'm
2: Janae Kelly.
3: Nate Whitfield.
2: And Alicia Brown.
4: Yes, yeah.
2: okay. and this is Dr. Mary. <laughs> I right. hope
7: you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with
6: Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.let'sfaceitradio.com for up to date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time. Same place for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.
4: Hi, Fashion Hotline. Help! My family's New Year's resolution is to be more active, but we could use some new styles
5: for motivation. Run
4: into Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now. All Old Navy active styles for the family are up to 50% off. Kick it into gear with leggings, mesh tees, and more. Up to 50% off? Ooh, I'm feeling motivated already. Tops started at just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids, with compression leggings and active pants from $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Kids, get a move on. We're going to Old Navy. Hurry in for up to 50% off. All Old Navy active right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1-3 through one ten. Excludes and store clearance.
1: Let's say you